like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... And I want some wang with my go. I want to go get some wang. Welcome to the go and wang podcast. We are the podcast that has a wang. (laughs) We just lost every new listener. I know. I was like, I want to try this podcast for the first time this week. Nope. They're like, this is terrible. Show all about. (laughs) Listens to the ass. They're like these maniacs. Fuck. No, this show is garbage. All, no. of our, all of our French listeners have jumped ship. I think there were zero oh. of them. Fuck so off, Froggy. I can find this number. <laughs> These, I, can, I will do it. Uh, no, speaking of listeners. Yeah. We have, we have some. Thank you, listeners. We, we do. For, we have the best ones. We let's do. Be it's true. And they really send do. us things like articles about ghost hunts that the Begenzes does at Joe Exotic Zoo, oh, where they find man. maybe human bones that turn into not human. It's the a ghost bones tiger. themselves transformed? They Ooh. did. It went from human to baby tiger. Transformation <laughs> bone. Oh. Yeah. It's like anamorphs. Or, or like <laughs> maybe it's a raccoon. Sure. Yeah, no, someone yeah. cast true polymorph on that person oh, and absolutely. it turned into a baby. They let it go for seven days. Now it's just permanent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't go back. Nope. Not up. And you have to be a stupid like a raccoon. But man, I am all about that episode. You grab something episode. shiny, you won't let go. I'm, Steal all the cat food. <laughs> I am, but I thank you all for sending oh, us yeah. that. One, we love Zach Baggins content. Yeah. Two, we love tiger content. Yes. yes. Three, we love ghost content. So yes. way to hit the fucking trifecta, guys. Trifecta. I In one want, story. So, I now, is, so wait, the story is that they were on a ghost hunt. At Joe yeah, Exotic. They were out at, ghost adventuring, as yes, they do. They were yes, filming that, an episode. Okay. They were going to, I believe it was like they came upon an alligator pit. Um, and it's they just, had just an alligator pit that you find while you're ghost hunting. Yeah. Well, no, because they they were ghost hunting at Joe Exotic Zoo. Yes. Okay. So it's a zoo. I, I never watched animals. Tiger Tiger Lord, so I don't know anything about it. Okay. Uh, well, so you should watch it. Uh, I know you don't care about tigers, but the uh, content of cast members mm-hmm. would really speak to you. Okay. Yeah, really I, I do like tigers, though. I should that should be noted to the to the listening audience. <laughs> so, <laughs> a fan of tigers. So, Big so fan. as the name states, it's a zoo. Multiple okay. animals like are there. It. I don't know. They had a cadaver dog with them. Sure. Because I'm sure Zach Baggins, again, because he, he he's did an get investigator. a woman. He's he, an investigator. He's hungry for child death. He did death. get that woman to con- like confess to fucking murder. Yeah. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Yeah. He's going after. It's so not he, her zoo, though, right? It's his zoo. It's his zoo. But it's a still, different zoo. you know he went in there being like, I'm going to solve this mystery. I'm okay, solving this mystery. Fucking, I'm finding the dead children. I'm, all right, I'm gonna Scooby. find the dead body of this woman's husband at a complete you different know zoo he's... run by her mortal enemy. You know that's why he went. So I'm pumped for this episode. Anyway, okay. the doggy sniffed out possible human remains, so they had to shut down the production and send everyone home. The cops came and they determined they were not human bones. So then we they found could go back. Human bones or tiger we, bones. Tiger bones. We have bones. debunked this as dead. We well, debunked don't know this what... as tigers and not people. <laughs> they don't know if it's a tiger. They said it was a small animal with a tail. So it could be... Could be Zach Baggins couldn't tell the difference between a tiger and a human. No, 
Well, they were just bones, babe. Well, I don't know, like the skull was in there, maybe? It's cadaver dogs because the dogs smelled something and the police were like, GTFO, it's a dog adventure boys. made yep. entirely of cadavers. Yes. The undead yes. dog. Yes. But anyway, we will He's cover that. We will cover that they're episode. Good. They're all good dogs, even when they're made of cadavers. <laughs> they're all good dogs. <laughs> but anyway, we will cover this episode. When it comes oh, out. when it airs, sure. we will definitely talk about it. Okay. We will for sure talk okay. about it. Okay, great. And until that moment in time. Also, he recently opened that fucking Dybbuk box, which I was talking to listener Rain about who watched the episode and was explaining it to me. And I was like, good, now I don't have to watch it. Okay. <laughs> but she was basically just like, yeah, he kept being like, I shouldn't open this. And then he opens, opens it. <laughs> and then he's like, we definitely shouldn't have this open at the same time as other Dybbuk boxes. And then he like calls other people Dybbuk boxes and opens them all at the same time. Didn't Post Malone touch it and something bad happened to him? He, he yeah, was almost he in a plane died accident. In a plane crash. Yeah. yeah. So whatever happens the rest of 2020 is Zach Baggins. Oh my God. Has anyone checked on Post Malone? <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if whatever was in that box is now out and actively hunting him? Oh, oh no. Oh my God. Post, no. are you okay? Post. Send us a whistle. <laughs> Post. Are you able Post to whistle? whistle? Send us an email, boozeandbruisepodcast at gmail.com. Are you okay? Post Malone. We're going to get an email from like postmalone at gmail.com. It's like, yeah, I might. I might. And then we we'll like, <laughs> got new face tattoo. I might. <laughs> but you know what? That answers our question. It's true. We can then move on with life. Hey, hey, yeah, Post Malone, get a booze and bruise face tattoo. <laughs> oh wow. my God. Get a booze and bruise face tattoo. Post Malone, if you get a booze and bruise face tattoo, we will give you five dollars well and <laughs> and Teddy i think he's done worse for less oh absolutely absolutely anyway on that <laughs> wonderful note hi hi, <laughs> hi post malone hi welcome to post malone's booze and bruise podcast we'll we are the podcast where we tell each other and post malone ghost stories right we drink along with Post Malone, thematically appropriate beer. And we try and get Post Malone to reach out to us at post.malone at gmail.com. Right. Send like, an email to that ass- address, see what happens. Dude. I assume that's his email address. It has to be. It has Maybe to be. Maybe he's a Mac guy. Oh, mm. at, or at, at me.com. At me.com. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Maybe he's one of those fuckers still rocking a Hotmail. You know? Ooh, that's true. I like, know, you know, I know ironically well-known lead singer of a band whose email is a hotmail address i'm not going to give it out because that would be bad but he's a cool guy in a cool band i've just recently been made aware that one of uh someone that i know has a a, and actively uses a hotmail email address and i was like why though why i was like that little that little renaissance monkey like why though why though (laughs) but why um in my in my old employ um the person actively used uh an aol account still does to this day that's pretty that's pretty bad not as bad as hotmail that's pretty bad yeah Yeah. but anyway we are not but we're but we're not fucking talking about hotmail no 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 today the ghost of emails passed (laughs) yeah you know who uses hotmail accounts Demons. 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 That's right. That's right, kids. Because in honor of our last beer with the wonderful folks at Three, Three Weavers. Weavers. Oh, babe, we, we're going to miss you. This, All of your beer was amazing. Yeah, so this good. Is, yeah. Um, we are drinking their Tres Lager, which, as we know, Tres means three. And what, and what does three? Three scratches. Three scratches. Three scratches. Demonic, Demonic shit, bro. Demonic shit, bro. That's right. 
One of our best tie-ins as of late, courtesy of Podcast Mom. That was a <laughs> delightful tie-in she found for this I man. was like, well, Trace means three. Three. Come <laughs> on. Three scratches. Oh, Are you just going to tell us stories of Mexican demons, though? No. No, no, no. Uh, no, like mine's not demon? a Mexican demon. No, no, this is This not. is going to be the luchador episode. Just for me. <laughs> Babe, no, it's not. El santo contra las momias. <laughs> las momias. He's got it up, babe. I'm I'm going to disappoint I've built this you. up in my head a lot. I'm Don't yeah, let me it's down. Not, let it go. Like, oh, you're of, definitely being let down. Santa contra. <laughs> you're about to be disappointed. Get ready. Instead of Santa contra las momias, I'm giving you Santa contra las. Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Santa fights a mummy. Santa fights a mummy. I'd watch that. Santa's choking a mummy. <laughs> I am bringing you. The story of Sharon Rectory, located in Donegal, Ireland. Donegal. Oh, the old, the old oh, Sharon, Sharon Rectory. Rectory located no, you gotta go up. You gotta go up. Gotta go. Sharon Rectory. Donegal, Ireland. There you okay. go. Do um, your whole story like that. No. We absolutely would lose not. 100%. Do not, Speaking do of not. the listeners who stuck around, <laughs> they're definitely gone now. <laughs> we do have listeners in Ireland. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> How's our accent? Wait, there we do. We do. <laughs> we do. But they're Americans in Ireland. Oh, okay. So they so they do the same voice as we do. Yes. I Every ask. time they're walking, around, I'm walking around Dublin. Yes. That's what I'm going to get the taxi cab. <laughs> I don't. I don't that, know what you say. That old Irish saying, "I'm going to get a taxi cab." <laughs> yep. The one that really lets you know you're in yep. Ireland. Yeah. Authentic Dublin. You know. <laughs> That's oh, right. We're gonna talk to <laughs> yep, exactly. Just like a local. Just, just like it. Um, so Sharon Rectory was built uh, by Trinity College and opened in 1775. Okay. It sits about a mile from Newton Cunningham, a town oh. with far too many letters in its name. Fan of those cookies. New Town Cunningham. Delicious. New Town Cunningham. It's a lot. Anyway, it uh, is not far from Loch Swilly in uh, northwestern Ireland. Gross. Yeah, it's a gross name for a lake. Lake Swilly? No. Yeah. Wouldn't swim there. Um, yes. and Lake Swimmy now. Now there I'd swim. Now there. there you go. On account of the name. The, name. Uh, the rectory is uh, it served as the High Anglican Rectory of Ireland when it was built. It is also home to a double murder. That took the lives of Sarah Waller and the Reverend William Hamilton in 1798. Ooh, very spooky. Oh. Yes. The rectory belonged to the Church of Ireland and was home to both Reverend John Waller and his wife, Sarah, who was, uh, this. she's so cute. She wrote um, short stories and poems in French. That's like oh. how she would just spend like her evenings and stuff. So she would get together in her, or she'd be alone in a room in a fireplace and writing her cute little stories. <gasps> I do love to write a poem about baguettes. Yes, that's it. Um, so by all accounts, the couple Apparently, was, this is Irish. This is like this the hand, hand up. The hand slowly like rising like an elevator is my... The air. It, there is a yeah. performance art aspect to all of this. It really I, I'm, To, I'm to everything it. I do, really. It's oh, true. Yes. I do a lot of space work. Uh, so by all accounts, the couple was well-respected in town and didn't really cause any hubbub. Um, all right, all right. But other than that raunchy French poetry. Well, mm. yeah, but I mean, it's Ireland. So maybe they're counting on the fact not everybody speaks French. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but the same cannot be said for William Hamilton. He caused lots of hubbub. Oh, no. Yes. He was a hubbubsman. <laughs> he was captain of the hubbubsman. 
1792, uh, Hamilton attacked republicanism or the unification and independence of Ireland. So he was very pro-British in okay. Ireland that wanted to unify Northern Ireland and Ireland. So obviously didn't sit so well with the good folks of Ireland who decided, you know what? We need to kill him. That's a good oh. plan. Yeah. That's yeah. a good plan. It's solid. So in 1798, so for what is this now? Six years, he is being tracked. So he has guards follow him around everywhere he goes because people are actively for six years trying to kill him. In 17- That's a long time to avoid being murdered. Yeah. You would think That's by that point they'd like time. sweep it under the rug. Be like, oh, I didn't say that. Hashtag fake news. No. No fake news I mean, here. this really speaks to the... To the determination of the Irish people to murder. <laughs> For real. They love it. They're tenacious. And the fact that they're not good at it, though, because it's six years in and they're not not successful at all. No, they're excellent they're because, to be because they got him and they were patient. And what is the what is the hallmark of a great killer but a patient man? <laughs> I think that's more serial killer. Well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well. well. So in 1798, the uh, assassins uh, caught up to him. So as he was trying to go home, the Reverend Hamilton came upon a big storm and couldn't safely cross the lake. So he went to spend the night at his buddy Waller's house. Okay, it's rainy outside. It's rainy outside. By the way, hashtag Ireland. Yes. Uh, So he couldn't cross Lake Swilly to get home. I'm going to say he was drunk. Oh, sure. He's Irish. That's racist. it's rainy. I definitely can't go now. Right. No. No boatsman was willing to take those trappy lake waters. No. So what said, if Nessie comes up, eats him, swims over from Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> Nessie comes from Scotland, eats him in Ireland. It's really weird. Nessie has incredible echolocation. Heard somebody getting into the water an entire <laughs> island away. Swam like the yes. motherfucking Dickens yes. all the way over there. <laughs> I saw Mega Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag feminism. The Meg. Peg. Yeah. So, it was a baby did you guys see the meg no no it's actually cut it's stupid but it's very fun spoiler you just ruined the whole movie in that it's fun yeah i don't know your review of it ruined it <laughs> yeah He's like, how dare you enjoy a movie it's ruined it for me ruined. little did hamilton know he was being followed uh, by the assassins in the storm he should have known that. They've been following him for six years. Yeah. yeah. He let his fucking guard down on the one night. The one night it mattered. No, he's like, let's take off on Tuesdays. <laughs> he's like, look, it's rainy. There's no way these these Irish assassin boys will follow me. Yeah, they're not the, they're not the postal service. It's not rain or shine. <laughs> no, situation. it's not. They're like, I don't want to get wet. <laughs> take off on Tuesdays. Yes. Yeah. So and everyone, it's look, raining. everyone has things to get done. Like, you know what I mean? The For assassins sure. got laundry. He's got yeah. to handle. Tuesday is a set. Like they, he's got to go to the market. Yep. He's got to go to the haberdashery. <laughs> it's hard to adult when you're trying to murder all the time. Right. You are spending 24 seven following somebody there. Even the Lord gave himself a day off. Okay. Yeah. Murderers don't. And that's why they go uh, no, to hell. No, they do. So anyway, uh, during dinner, the uh, assassins circled the uh, rectory, demanded that Hamilton yeah, demanded Hamilton come out and stuck their uh, the muzzles of their guns into the window. So they definitely immediately were like, "Hey, we know you have him in here." They put the guns through the windows and they say, "Bring him out." So Hamilton, okay. being the um, very brave man that he was, hid behind the Reverend Waller, who I did not mention was paralyzed and in a wheelchair. <laughs> 
So he, real brave man. So he's crouched down behind, behind a man someone who, is who uses a wheelchair Correct. as a sh- human shield. Yes. And so I mean, he's, pretty good plan. I the, mean, you know, that's a good Christian right there. So whilst you know? he's doing that, uh, the Reverend Waller's wife, Sarah, actually jumps up to protect her husband. And so she's she, nine months pregnant, right? No. This no, is no, how no. he's... Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, this guy's got three layers no of human children. He's got the wife. He's, he's got, got, got the wheelchair. Baby. He's got he's the got baby. <laughs> he's like, I feel and great. They, they snuck around to the back window and just shot him. Right in the ass. <laughs> they, just, they just came in the other way. Just right up there. So anyway, so she went to uh, protect her husband. They said, no, we're not going to give you Hamilton. So the assassins shot through the window. Now they are shooting blind into a window. So what happens is they hit Sarah first in the ear. Oh. Does not kill her. So she kind of crouches down and is trying to get her way to safety. Um, When they shoot her again in the shoulder... And then once again, that's an unusual place for a piercing, in, but yeah, in the back. <laughs> so she was uh, shot three times. Ow, scratches, bro. Um, as she protected her husband, uh, she did a good job protecting her husband. He yeah. was not hurt at all. Uh, so while this was happening, so while Sarah is taking bullets for this man, Hamilton is now like, okay, they're definitely getting near me. I'm going to try to hide in the basement because that will protect he me. Have- he couldn't have done that first before he used his friends as human shields? No, apparently not. <laughs> he thought, you know what? Maybe they're they're just bluffing. They don't not really like in this Hamilton me. guy. No, he's he's not, not a one. fan. He's not one. So, as the maid of like the mistress of the house who is loved by her servants is bleeding and out and shot three times, bleeding out on the, the kitchen floor trying to like protect her husband, this piece of shit Hamilton runs to the basement. Servants from the house chase him like oh no you don't yes um he at this point they're trying to drag him back up the stairs so they could present him to the people who have now murdered the mistress of the house he is holding on to the banister for dear life he's He's like i'm not doing it so (laughs) no no get down here you can't make me go you can't make me go so the servants uh now where they were there was a fire nearby so they took the poker of course there was a fire. Oh, like in the fireplace. I thought the, you just yeah. meant like a building was on fire no. nearby. No, no, like no. there was a fire nearby. There was a fire in the building. There was also a plague. There was a fireplace, which that was more fire. That makes more sense. So there was an, and there was also a poker sitting in the fire. So the servants Straight went, up his ass. No, they just put it on his hands oh. and burned oh, okay. the shit out of his hands until oh, he stigmata. let go. Yes, so they grabbed him, finally grabbed him. <laughs> He's like, you can't give him to me. I'm the Christ child. Through <laughs> oh, him. little baby Jesus. <laughs> Look at me hands. I'm the baby Jesus. <laughs> so they, I've got the baby Jesus hands. So, so unlike the baby Jesus who was crucified, no, Mr. Hamilton's face was, he was literally beaten to death and had his limbs torn up off of his body gross Ow. and he was trampled uh even more into a bloody pulp by the horses that the assassinos were riding i mean let's be Ow. clear so he was just he a definitely earned it <laughs> a pile of human goo so then he the came back in the sequel though right because like totally, oh yeah he's they definitely not dead you gotta no. double tap that son of a bitch he's coming you back know, yeah you know what i mean like they're gonna turn around and his body's gone you right. know i've seen this movie <laughs> where did he go 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to go into the basement. I'll be right back. Yeah, exactly. Did you hear that weird noise? No, no, I don't need anyone to come with me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's fine. Did you hear that sound in the basement? I'd better go check it out. So, <laughs> shocking, not shocking, the rectory is haunted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it by, is, by pieces of Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, it is haunted. There is a, a blue lady that they talk about. I'm not really going to get much into her, um, but she's a normal spirit. They think that is Sarah Waller. Um, but there is also something evil that <gasps> lurks within the rectory, which is what I am going to tell you about. Ooh, I, I got myself dizzy as I like moved my head too oh fast. Oh my God. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. The shadow yeah. knows. The rectory knows. Um, Sharon knows. Sharon. So the rectory is no longer owned by the church. Uh, over the years, it's had several owners, but in the mid-1990s, the Tully family bought the home and turned it into a proper house. So it turned from church okay. to home. Okay. We're okay. going to make this church and, a home. And they still live there to this day. They bought it in 95. And here we are. What is that now? 25 years later, they're still living God, there. God, I'm so old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Math. I was like, no, I uh, I was thinking 15. So when the Tullys knew that this place was probably haunted when they bought it, because in the years leading up to them purchasing the house, number of people from town would frequently go to the rectory at night with uh, Ouija boards to try to communicate with the spirits. Okay. So and it's like we, a known haunt place. Exactly. And as we also know, when you fuck with the Ouija boards. Oh, you never. You never. Never. It's uh, not a so, good idea. It's never a good idea. There's no one good on the other side of that phone. Right. It's never grandma. No. no. It's always bad things. It's, Did you it's say goodbye? Possibly it's demons. It's Pazuzu. Hang up. Say just, goodbye. Just say goodbye. Well, they must Wait, not it's have... It's a bazooki? What? It's <laughs> Pazuzu. <laughs> it's, it's the ghost of a delicious giant cookie. <laughs> no, it's Pazuzu. Isn't Pazuzu the demon from The Exorcist? Which is because of a Ouija board. Possibly. Oh, it might be. I don't know. I've seen The Exorcist one time. And it was right, It's like a very common like demon like, trope is Pazuzu. It's like we, we went to BJ's. <laughs> we ordered the bazooki. It was the demon of the ghost. Big, and we couldn't finish it. A peanut butter cookie. <laughs> and I said, oh, this is so sinfully delicious. And next thing you know. The next thing demon. you know. Damon. Damon. So good thing I ordered me. the gluten-free demon. <laughs> That just they do make a with, gluten-free demon. That just makes leaves you with an upset tummy. Uh, but in fact, the demonic shit bro began with the Tullys um, in 1998. So okay. as I said, people would go in. They would do Ouija sesh with, mm-hmm. with the or at the place. So in 1988, the couple decided, well, let's just take a drive out there and maybe do our own little kind of investigation ourselves. They were okay. you know, curious. So they decided to go to the house. Uh, they drove past, as they were driving up to the rectory, they drove past very high trees and hedges, very overgrown lane pathway sort of thing. Uh-huh, and they uh-huh. came upon Nice it. full bush. Full bush. Ah, Hasn't full been trimmed. Bush. Yeah. I don't mm. know why. Pizza hands. Natural demonic nash, bush. Just demon bush. I mean, you know what they say about Italian women. That's bushy. why. Bush. Full bush, pizza bu- hands. Bushy. Hey, if you got a big Italian bush, let us no! know. Booze and Bruce podcast. No! That Booze and Bruce nice. <laughs> Bruce <and Bruce> nice. <laughs> it's a real good wiener you got there. Thanks. I like big Italian bush. Thanks. <laughs> Booze and Bruce nice. So they come upon a head end at the end of the lane, and what was blocking their way were two big white gates 
that were that had closed the entrance to the ground. So they actually couldn't drive into gotcha. the main property. So they parked their no car. No one has yet welcomed them into Jurassic Park. No, this is this is no <laughs> vampire situation. No one's being let in. If they were vampires, they would not be able to go in. Mm. No. So and they parked the car and they debated whether or not they should get out and do some exploring. You know, just kind of They should definitely climb, go do some ghost adventuring. Oh, Absolutely. Oh. Um, but before they could come to a decision as to whether or not they should get out, uh, the decision was made for them when they a died. large black dog <gasps> ran oh, at yeah. them through the gates. It jumped straight through a closed gate as if of it was it did, nothing. Because it's a demon. And crashed up against their car, like just ran full on into their car. So decision Could made. Joe. Papatelli was like, nope, we got to go. <laughs> so he backed up. And as he was uh, turning to leave, there was a rope with three thick knots crossing the lane that had appeared out of nowhere. Mm. That was not there what? when they drove in, but as they were trying to get out, all of a sudden crossing the lane. Now there's like a trip wire. Now there's a trip wire with three, three demonic knots. knots. Bro, you got a lot of threes in your story. Yeah, all right. rule I threes. Fucking went. Home. Hard with my I have zero threes in my story. Nasa, this was a whole... You failed! It's whatever it means to me! (laughs) So, uh, they had to, you know, and they left, and they didn't really talk about it, but they did mention it to their family. (laughs) So now it's uh, more present day. Their daughter, Emma, is living at the house. They've finished converting it into a proper home. And as she was a child, so this is mid-90s, so I think she's probably a little bit younger than us. She was mm-hmm. out in the lane playing with her two dogs mm-hmm. when uh, she when they started When a third barking. dog appeared and it was demonic as shit. Hold, hold, please. Oh, shit! No, no, if something happens to those dogs, No, ma'am. the dogs are fine. Okay, I'm good. Gonna, I'm at least going to spoil like that part. Yeah, this is a dog murder episode you lose. No, 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 no. There <laughs> okay. are no, no dogs were hurt in the making of this episode. Thank Christ. Um, so the... Dogs started barking at something down the lane. And at first, Emma, looking down, couldn't see anything. Um, but they kept barking when uh, and barking and growling at something. Mm-hmm. And when, everyone knows dogs just don't bark for no reason. No. <laughs> that no. would be insane. Never. Who would do that as well, a dog? Well, they were staring at something. So they definitely saw something <clears throat> and were laser focused on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's not as typical dog behavior. But as they're, you know, kind of barking and growling at something out of nowhere, pops a skinny black dog with bright red eyes. Skinny. Skinny. Skinny black dog. Oh, like dog. a Doberman. Uh, kind of. Like or a, a, like a, a greyhound. Or a, a demonic whippet. <laughs> that has not been fed in 20 years. Mom. I'm going to say it's a demonic whippet. Okay. <laughs> that works. So the demonic whippet appears and it just stared at Emma before turning and running into the trees. So the dogs do see this dog. Mm -hmm. So they give chase after it and she goes up to the trees too. Dog's gone. Her, well, the other dog's gone. Her dogs are there and her dogs are there. Lived wonderful long lives. The hellhound is gone. Okay, that's good. The hell whippet. As we know from our Lord and Savior Zach Baggins, that's not good. That's (laughs) not demonic. That's not good. That's not good. That's demonic. Yeah. So the hits just keep on coming with Emma. So she seems to be the one primarily experiencing a lot of things. She actually wrote a book about it, which came out late last year, early this year, um, about the haunted house. They have a Facebook page, which is where all of these stories came from. Ooh. She made my job so the easy book, for me. Whippets and demons. That's what I would have called it. Demons. Whippets. 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 Wh
Lucifer's nice. <laughs> so on on the Facebook page that she has set up for it, she did tell a story about, you know, she'll talk about the the more normal ghosty type stuff that she'll feel like people touching her back and stuff. But she also talks about more of the like darker. Damon, the Damon darker energies. So she was saying that uh, a couple months ago, she had been feeling a lot of heaviness around her. So okay. she was like, you know what? I'm it's a- probably all those carbs. Well, yeah, it was probably around Christmas time. So you've got the Christmas yeah. cookies, yeah. Christmas turkey. Yeah. You're eating a lot of food you don't normally eat. Right. You are yeah. just as big as a house. You just biggest poop. You are waiting to make the biggest poops. <laughs> okay. That's, anyway. This is a poop related issue. You said you were as big as a poop. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, even the biggest poop I've ever had is significantly smaller than I am on a normal day. Well, I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> no. She, oh, man. This just made me think about the, like how much poop a human does in a lifetime. No, Bob, Bobby. No. I, uh, it's no, fine. it's a weird place your brain went. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> am I, I, am I personally surprised by the where his brain no, went? No, no one listening to the show is surprised. No one is. So anyway, so she thought, you know what? I've I've got this heaviness around me. I'm a I'm a smudge some sage. Okay, around right. me and around the house to kind of get rid of the bad. I have juju. some leftover from my Thanksgiving turkey. Right, just so smudge it around the house. I'm just gonna take it. It's it goes really well delicious. with poultry, so. Maybe smudge some thyme and rosemary too. Mm-hmm. Really get like a. I smudge some garlic. Now it smells delicious in here. <laughs> I want to eat my house. <laughs> well, so, a, a man living to the age of seventy-six would produce twenty-four thousand pounds of poop in his why life. Why did you Google this? <laughs> <laughs> because did you just say twenty-five thousand pounds of poop? Yeah, that's a lot of poop. That's that is one big pile of shit. That's a lot of poop. Yeah. I like how it's like a man, a lady, a little bit less. Probably a, lady is, a lady was different. A lady was different. Here, I'll, I'll pull that number up as he well. He was not going to rest until he knew. Uh, a woman living to the age of 81 would produce 25,920 pounds of poop. More poop. <laughs> well, we live longer. That's true. That is true. The extra a lifetime of a woman's years. poop weighs about as much as three adult male hippos. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna poop three male adult hippos You're in, gonna poop in your three lifetime. Hippos. Three hippos in our lifetime. Which I'm you know excited. what? That means I probably I've probably pooped about a over one male you hippo. Are, you're one and a half hippos in probably. Can, can I go back to my demon? Thank you, LiveScience.com. Oh my god! I don't know how you circle that back to demons. But that's it's the sulfur smell from when yeah. they appear. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. So Tell anyway, me about the brimstone. As she's smudging Thanksgiving dinner around her and herself, having um, just she, taken a giant poop, <laughs> immediately following poop, she felt a burning sensation on her neck. And guess what she found? Poop. Three scratches. Poop. Three, three poops. Three poop scratches in the shape of poop. It would like demonic poop bro. Okay, <laughs> just a little. Poop I'm done. Emojis. I'm done. I won't do this anymore. But yeah, smiling pile of scratches. Poop. Demonic. Shit. That's incredible, bro. Um, and the demons, or you know, the the bad energy, they uh, don't just focus on Emma or you know Grandma and Grandpa Tully because they still live there too. Emma's daughter Victoria also has sort of suffered 
or been at least very scared by the dark energies, bro, that are in the house. Okay. Okay, so, energies are scary. Yes, very oh, much yeah. so. So while Victoria was in her room, uh, she felt something sharp scratch her back. <clears throat> so she turned around to be like, hey, stop it, because she does have a little brother. Mm-hmm. Little brothers are dicks. Little brothers love yeah. scratching. So she went to say, stop it. And she turned and nobody was there. And oh. so she was rightfully afraid. So she screams, leave me alone, go away. And as soon as she's okay. done screaming, go away, she hears very heavy footsteps start coming up the stairs. Thinking it was her grandma, she's like, grandma, is that you? Nothing. So they're trapping her in. So there's something coming up the stairs toward the room she's in and there's something in the room that she's currently oh, in. Oh no. So yeah. she's like, fuck this shit. So she bolts out of the room that she was in, goes into another room um, where she had her rosary. So she takes the rosary, she puts it on her neck, and she starts saying, like, St. Michael's Prayer. I don't know yeah. what that Save is. Save me, Jesus. Bad yeah. Catholic. Save me, Jesus. And as she's saying the prayer, she looked down and felt like a burning sensation on her chest, and there were, like, burn marks, almost like the rosary was being burned into her skin. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, and the last story, um, which is... Kind of not similar, but still, again, involves Emma. So we're going back to Miss Emma. Um, okay. After a ghost hunt at the house, because they do um, invite paranormal investigation groups to the home mm-hmm. to do okay. investigations. She was up reading a book. And as she was reading, she saw a black shadow climb up a curtain next to her. Ooh. No. And she felt the atmosphere change. Like it got very heavy in the room. So she mm. thought, yeah, Ma, I'm just going to go to bed. Gonna fuck this. I'm going to leave this room and I'm going to go to black bed. Black shadows on the curtains. Time to sleep. Time to go to times. So she went into bed and in the corner of the room as she was, you know, getting ready to sleepy sleep, she saw something move. Uh, and then she saw that something get bigger and it grew like a large dark mist in the corner. Oh, and she no. went, fuck this. And she said a prayer and the mist disappeared. Mm. Oh, mist are susceptible to Jesus. To Jesus' yeah. prayers. And that, my friends. There's one thing mist loves to do. Get big. The oh, second that's, thing that's the thing you can't go for your rosary you gotta go straight for the prayer go right yeah. for the rosary only made it matter mm-hmm. yeah if there were like yeah. a physical <laughs> if it was a more uh corporeal sort of uh ghosty that's where the rosary if you shoot it. him you just make him mad exactly. yeah he's like mongo yeah he is mongo so that is the story sharon rectory dude that place is spooky Man. in donegal donegal <laughs> That's creepy. It's creepy that they just still live there. They're just like, oh yeah, Tonto's yeah. demons. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes Have we you just see my sun porch. If you go, like, <laughs> seriously, go. We got there. a nice mud room. We've also got mists that are black and get big. Go to their I Facebook mean, the page. The house is definitely full of demons, but we've just installed some shiplap. <laughs> shiplap. But come check out the shiplap. You're going to love the wainscoting. You'll also <laughs> love the three scratches on a daily basis. You'll also love the red-eyed demon dog. That's right. Free pet. <laughs> free pet, free pet. <laughs> you don't even have to feed it. No, he just eats on your but soul. Your soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did eat sponsor by your souls. That's it. So yeah, enjoy. I like it. That was spooky. That's as hell. creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoopies. Yeah. Well, hang out for a second. I'll yell at you, and then we'll come back to the show. Hey everybody, it's your old pal engineer Bob, and I'm a mist and I get real big. That's what I do. Hey, guess what? We are still taking your incredible show suggestions, so you should just send them to us. Booze and Brews Podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash booze and brews, where you can see audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches that I do, and I would like to thank 
listener Jennifer for her incredible Patreon subscription. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. I'd also like to thank listener Elisha for sending in beer and a very nice note. Also, if you want to come and contact us for any reason whatsoever, please contact us on various social media websites. We're on all of them. We've got a Facebook at... Booze and Bruce. We've got an Instagram at... Booze and Bruce Podcast. And we've got an Instagram at... No, Booze and Bruce Twitter. we got a Twitter as well. What's that one? <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, that's enough for me. Back to the show. I did it all so good. Yay me, Pat Pat. Pat Pat. Speaking of yay me, it's my turn to tell you a story about a diamond. Demon. I'm excited demon. about these demon stories. Tell me oh something about a demon. So my demon is an American demon. Is it a American southern demon? Demon. American demon in London? Stay away Jesus. from me. Uh, no. So I'm going to tell you the story of Arnie Johnson. Good old Arnie. Arnie. That is yes. a very demonic name, bro. <laughs> I know. His actual name is Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. Whoa. Which I was like, that's a bold choice for a boy. It really well, is. The best thing about being... You know what? Maybe he was conceived in Cheyenne. Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. And they were like, let's just forever memorialize uh, our, you know, fucking with this kid's name. The best yeah. thing about being Arnie Cheyenne Johnson is, is the pickup truck I own. The second <laughs> best thing about being Arnie Cheyenne Johnson is being able to sprout wings and consume the souls of the living. <laughs> uh, this is a perfect accent because Arnie Johnson is from Brookfield, Connecticut. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Match me, but that this is how they talk in Brookfield, Connecticut. Oh, is that God the southern part of Connecticut? Yeah, this is southern Connecticut. It's very the most southern most point southern of the Connecticut. This is a, this is the Connecticut Panhandle. <laughs> We're in the southern part of New England. Take care. When we talk We're about that state's rights. <laughs> uh, okay, so we set our scene in July of 1980. Oh, okay. Well, this is a recent story. Yes. Uh, so Arnie Cheyenne Johnson is 19 years old mm-hmm. and he is in love with his girlfriend, Debbie Gletzel. Yep. Gletzel? Gletzel? Gletzel. Let's uh, go with that. It's Gazelle. Actually, she's a bird. Okay. Debbie Gazelle. Yep. Uh, who seems we to be call 20... her Jizzy Debbie. <laughs> Gross. Who's a By the way, all of my information came from two places. Wikipedia. And a 1981 article from People Magazine. I love it. <laughs> Which is why I know everyone's age, because People Magazine is obsessed with that. I see. Well, it all matters. Uh, yeah. So uh, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson and Debbie Gazelle are dating. Debbie Gazelle's like eight years older than Arnie. Whoa. Way to go, Debbie. Whoa. Way to go, Debbie. Hook. Right. So they're really dating. Get it, girl. Is a, is a, mature- a 19-year-old boy who can't fucking handle I life. I love a mature yeah. woman, oh. an experienced woman. <laughs> Also, he's a tree surgeon. <laughs> a tree surgeon? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> we gotta get this appendix out of this elm tree stat. We gotta get this tree into surgery stat. stat. You know, you guys are sitting here Give laughing. Give me the paddles. <laughs> We're losing <laughs> it. <laughs> you think we struck by lightning? milligrams of epi. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I have a very serious job. Fuck you both. This, this, this is dangerous. <laughs> I've saved many tree lives <laughs> in southern Connecticut. I had a tree die on my table yesterday. It was a very hard day. <laughs> I lost six trees home, today. He takes off his he takes off his like his gloves. He just stares hard into the mirror. He just like it opens up a cool can of cooler. Yeah, and just, it was like it was I so just, hard. It was just a sapling. His sapling. I don't, I don't want to talk about it, Debbie. I just don't want to talk about it right just now. Just love me, I'm Debbie. Still, I still feel the sap on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, I held its tiny limbs as it slowly <laughs> passed me on. Okay, so uh, these two are dating. And they decide to get a rental house together. Um, and so Debbie's younger brother, David, who's 11 years old, uh, is going to go with them to like check out the new rental and like help clean it up and get it ready for Debbie and Arnie to move in. Well, you know, because, because like, it a- is well proven that 11 year olds are experts at real estate. Well, no, he's basically there because like uh, the he's other there for people free seem labor. to. Yeah, the other people seem to have left, and it's like dirty and shitty, and there's stuff left in it. So he's there to help them clean up, and he's apparently like a very like sweet, industrious, like happy to help out little kid. Okay, um, so he's gone along to help them clean. Um, but pretty much as soon as they get into the house, David is like uh, sweeping a back bedroom um, and he comes running out of the house. Oh, and Debbie follows him out and is like, what's wrong? And David says, the old man pushed me. Whoa. Old. And Debbie's like, Ew. I'm sorry, there's no one else in this house but us. Like, there's no old man. And he's like, no, there's an old man in there. And he's been yelling at me and telling me that he's going to hurt us if we don't leave. And then he pushed me. And so I've left. Okay. Like, I'm scared. So Debbie gets him to go back inside for a little bit, but he's, like, really scared and keeps seeing the old man. Um, and the old man keeps, like, threatening him and threatening Debbie and Arnie, being like, don't move in here. We don't want you here. And then Debbie and Arnie never see the old man. Um, but You get out of my house or I'm going to start <laughs> killing trees. That's what your dad doesn't love. I'll punish your father. Debbie and Arnie do hear weird noises coming from the attic. Okay. And then they like investigate the attic and there's nothing in there. The old attic man. Yeah. <laughs> the old attic man. You know, after all this, I'm going to assume they moved in, which is, um, God, dumb. Dumb. No, they didn't move in. Oh, okay. Well, okay. But the ghost followed them home? <laughs> well, it's probably not a ghost because that's not what this episode about. That's true. Oh, fair, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, they freak. So David freaks out. They hear all the weird noises. They're like, "Okay, we're gonna leave." Yeah. So they go home, and pretty much from that night on, David starts acting weird. Oh no. Mm. Um. So uh, he starts having visions of this old man every time he goes to sleep, and then like in these visions as he's sleeping, the old man morphs into like a demon figure oh and this demon figure speaks to him in latin oh and keeps warning him like i am violence i bring violence spirit to sink the he describes the demon as quote a man with big black eyes a thin face big black tits big black nipples jagged teeth pointed ears Hoofs and horns. Whoa. He sounds cool. I was like, yeah, that's a fucking demon. That's a man. demon. That's a demon. Like, that that's is a classic demon, demon description. Demon. Pointy yeah. ears, big horns, big nipples. Jagged jagged teeth. Jagged teeth. Black nipples. Black nipples. Big black nipples. Yes. I think Bob's so, gonna draw. Uh, as, so as because he goes home and like immediately starts having these visions that night, that's why Debbie and Arnie decide not to move in. Okay. And then it continues and every day gets a little bit worse. And he starts to like, um, he starts to have bruises and scratches appear on his body. Oh no. And then he starts, the visions of the man start happening to him while he's awake during the day and not just in the nighttime. Great, great, great. Um, he so did what the demon asked. What the fuck, man? So Have then, you allowed demons to be super trustworthy <laughs> in your experience? I So then, eleven days. You seem in, nice. They did. <laughs> what been any, nice to me. They did what any logical family would do. They killed they their called, child. They called the Warrens. 
Oh, oh. They called Ed and Lorraine Warren, which actually I was like, how the fuck did this happen? But it makes a lot of sense because the Warrens are actually based in Connecticut too. So yeah. I bet they were like very, like a local celebrity couple. Yes. So they call the Warrens who like day 11 is when the Warrens show up to this fucking situation. Okay. Um, and at the, they start doing interviews with David and like trying to like, uh, like get the talk to the creatures inside of David. And Lorraine says that she sees a black mist hovering over him. And she's Does like, it okay, get well, big? That's a demon. Yeah. Black mist equals demon. Yeah, yeah demon. That's definitely a demon. But that's so then not good. So that's not good. Not that's good. demonic. That's demonic. <laughs> so then Lorraine says in that first interview, she sees the mist start to choke David. Oh, God. And then doesn't say anything to David. But then David starts to say, I feel like it's choking me. And then David has bruises appear around his neck. Oh, oh my God. Boy. So this goes on for months. Oh, oh my God. No. So exercise. He's just afflicted. We're going to get to that. He's just afflicted by this demon. So David starts to growl and hiss. And he has these uh, like periods where he's completely like catatonic and remembers nothing about what happens. But if you try to talk to him during it, he will growl or hiss at you. Oh. Um, How many times has this boy seen The Exorcist? He starts quoting Bible... He starts oh. quoting Bible passages and like he would not have not a kid who would have memorized Bible passages. Right. And he also starts quoting these other weird things, which they eventually realize are excerpts from Milton's Paradise Lost. Oh, my God. Which is a weird thing to start just throwing out. I didn't know demons were a fan of Milton. Yeah. So You'd be surprised. Oh, yeah. Uh, so in the like two, three months after this, David, who I will remind you, is 11 years old. He's just a kid. Gains sixty pounds well, of just solid muscle. Does yeah, he turn into a jacked. fucking demon golem? He, We're gonna he, get to he, it. He, he misunderstood them. It was like no exorcise, exorcise, <laughs> that exorcise. Motherfucker's been hitting the gym. gym. Fuck yes. Um, I can bench six hundred. So he starts. I eat a cow raw daily. <laughs> He, started, he eats that weird Gatorade milkshakey thing with oh, the egg yeah, in yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that one Gross. player. Uh, so he starts acting out in school and getting in trouble in school, which was completely out of character for him. And uh, the episodes get so bad at night for him that the family takes turns staying up at night to watch him because he goes into these, quote, 30-minute frenzies where he does nothing but rapid sit-ups for 30 minutes straight. See, he and was, I was jacked. Like, he was jacked. I, well, I was like, how are you gaining 60 pounds if all you're doing is, is sit up? 60 pounds of abs. abs. He's, He's just, just fucking shredded. Oh. He's just an 11-year-old with, like, Jason Momoa's. Yeah, yeah. Like, so washboard, but the it's rest great. of yeah, it you is can just, just do, 11. You, you, get to, you can do your laundry on his abs. It's great every yeah. day. Well, um, no, so the, the compulsive that goes back to the demon possession thing that I had um, for that girl in Germany where she was doing compulsive squats. Yeah. So she had like, real big quads. This kid <laughs> just got washboard ass. Oh, my God. They should fight. They, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, their stories, I'm guessing, end the same way. So maybe she it's just a walks fight forward kicking and he just death. stands there and like tries to break his or break her feet <laughs> with his shredded abs. Um. So, and as the episodes start to get worse, um, they start to be more and more often. Of like, one trick that, that this, this trainer is one, tr- one trick that all trainers hate, and it's get possessed by a, a demon. demon. You get yeah. shredded abs. You don't need a trainer if you're possessed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Satan is um, your trainer. So as the episodes start to get worse and worse, he starts to make more and more references to violence and how he wants to commit violence. Oh, it is boy. a violence demon. It, and then it starts to be very specific about how he wants to commit murder. Ooh. And then it starts to get very specific about how he wants to stab someone in the heart. 
Oh, okay. Yep. As an 11 year old, not. If you just let him, will it leave? Foreshadowing. <laughs> Put that, keep that in your head? Okay. Yeah. Rem- yes, remember this for later. Uh, so the Warrens perform three, quote, lesser exorcisms on him. Don't know why he didn't call for a major. Yeah, why don't, why don't you just get the whole deal? I don't. Look, they exorcisms. only had money for the lessers. Okay. Yeah, they, they yeah. got the, they got the super. Don't don't poor shame these people. <laughs> they got the supersized extra meal deal at the fucking local drive-through exorcism place. Yeah, they got discount. like the forty chicky nuggies. For... Yeah, it's forty chicky nuggies for five bucks. It seemed like a good deal. <laughs> yeah, uh, he needs it for all the ab work. For all the ab work. Yeah. Yes, he needs, <laughs> needs the, the protein. Protein, dude. <laughs> Um, so, and during these exorcisms, they brought in, over the course of the three of them, uh, they brought in four local priests. Um, and the Catholic Church was just like, no, there was never an exorcism done with the Catholic, because this is the 80s. Yeah, they don't yeah. do they like, anymore. They were like, no, exorcisms are not a thing we do. There was never any exorcisms done. But, like, they very quickly moved all four priests to other parishes across the country. I think you say that, oh, but whoa. I think they were touching other children. Uh, maybe oh, both. Yeah, you know maybe what? That's both. a good point. They did maybe do that. Both. That was well. that was sort of that era. That is their child yeah. touching. Uh, I mean, that's every era. Um, huh. So they come to learn that David is possessed by forty-three demons. Oh, not just one big violence oh. demon. No, forty-three demons. That's okay. that big mist. Um, and then by October, the Warrens are so convinced that these demons are out of hand and the exorcisms are not helping. Just hang They em. notify the oh. local police and they're like, you should like be on the lookout. Like, this is going to be trouble. I don't know how you call the police and say, there's a demon in our midst. Hi. So there's this 11-year-old. His name's David. He used to be <laughs> a real, real sweet, sweet kid. kid. But Hold on. Uh, 911, what's your emergency? A uh, demon! <laughs> <laughs> with washboard abs yeah i've got, I've got a shredded 11 year old 11 year old with, with washboard abs who's possessed by 43 demons 43 wants demons. to stab people he's looking um, to stab be on the so, lookout for a ripped kid with a knife so in the, he definitely wants to stab someone uh so then during the last of the lesser exorcisms um uh, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, yes. who is attending all of these because he's living at the family home with his girlfriend Debbie. He's very close to that family. Okay. Um, so he is trying to help David. And during this last exorcism, uh, the Warrens say that David's body starts to levitate off the bed and Ooh. things start to, like, uh, his body starts to convulse and they start to become very concerned for David. Ooh. Maybe should have popped for that major exorcism and not that's, the lesser exorcism. That's where the major they, comes They became in. very concerned once he started levitating and convulsing. Yeah. Up until that point when there were fine. demons it in him, he, he gained it was a mild concern and was fucking shredded talking about stabbing people in the heart. Yeah. Not so worried, but no. now we're worried. Now we're concerned. Parents the of the year. Uh, so, uh, so Arnie starts Thanks. to like starts to confront the demon. Oh, Arnie. Oh, do ag- not Zach Baggins this and shit, Arnie. Yes, he pulls the Zach Baggins. He starts to agitate the demon and he's basically like, get out of David. If you want to pick yeah. on someone, pick on me. Oh, don't say that. Hell yeah, Arnie. I'm sure that ends well for him. Yeah, no. Uh, so then uh, it ends with David being, because he's so violent now, he's being pulled out of school and according to People Magazine, moved to, quote, a private school for disturbed children. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 80s, man. 80s. Gotta love 80s yeah. news articles. So then in November, 
Debbie gets a new job as a dog groomer at a local pet hotel. And part of the job is that uh, it comes with like an apartment that's sort of adjacent to the facility where the dog hotel is. Um, And so she's employed by this man named Alan Bono. And he's like, you can have this job and you can stay in this apartment. So because all this shit's going crazy with David. She's um, like, yep, okay, bye. Yeah, Debbie's like, me and Arnie are going to bounce. We're going to go live in this new apartment by my cool new dog grooming job. Yeah. Now I'm a dog groomer and my boyfriend, maybe fiance at this point, is is a tree surgeon. Yeah, that's that's great, man. We're looking for a five bedroom house. Yeah, (laughs) and our budget is one point six million. Yeah, we'd like a tree surgeon money. Um. So. uh, So. Oh, yeah. So Arnie moves in with Debbie, but he seems to have like changed a little bit his personality. Mm. He stops going to church, and he was like a very religious. He's like a. He's a really good kid. It seemed like he like dropped out of high school to take care of his family. Okay. And he like he got a job when he was like eight delivering newspapers so oh. that he could save up money and he bought his mom a car oh my god like with the money he saved up and he gave it to her on christmas like oh a present. My he seemed like a very sweet guy gosh yeah. arnie uh uh don't like him too much okay uh, so no. so arnie moves in with debbie but he seems a little bit changed he stops going to church and he starts doing that weird catatonic thing Uh-oh. where he completely unresponsive except for growl and growling and hissing. Oh, and Debbie's um, like, I've seen this and before. And Debbie's like, this is exactly what David used to do. Yep. Um, except now it's happening to Arnie. Why did I move in with this man? Why did he say, pick on me? <sighs> oh no. He's so like, I'm we, a grown man. I'm, I'm 40. I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm 19. Oh. Yeah, he's got this. He's a mature man. Well, he's, he's got young man piss and vinegar, like a couple yeah. bald fists and a... Yeah. yeah. So then we jump forward to February 16th, 1981. Okay. So this is about, what's that, eight months since the start of this whole endeavor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so on this day, Arnie calls in sick to his tree surgery job. Okay. Um, and You're going to have to cover for me for this bypass, man. I just can't and make it. He was taking a mental health day because he's not sick, um, but he goes to work with Debbie and his sister, Wanda, comes along and Debbie's nine-year-old cousin, Mary. Okay. So all of them are at Debbie's pet grooming job at the pet hotel. Okay. Uh, So then Bono, (laughs) the guy who owns the pet hotel, decides to take everyone out to lunch. Oh, that's nice of him. At a local bar. There's a nine-year-old there? There's a nine-year-old. He... See, also, it is the very southern also, part of Connecticut. Also, Arnie is 19. Um, oh, no, it was legal in the 80s. I think uh, it was 18 to drink in. Uh, so, anyway. But then he proceeds to get incredibly drunk. But like you so, do. Yeah. yeah. In front so of a nine-year-old. everyone goes back to work. Debbie immediately takes Wanda the sister and Mary the cousin out for pizza. So I was like, did you not just go to lunch? Yeah. But uh, it, it, was it, a, it was a liquid lunch. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> this is some kind of gluttony demon now. Hell yeah. Uh, so the girls immediately go for pizza, but Debbie is really anxious. She's like, I got to get back because like Bono is really drunk and Arnie seems upset at how drunk he is. Uh, so they go get pizza. They come right back. And Bono is, seems has gotten upset in the time that they've gone. And uh, uh, Debbie's trying to get everyone out of the space. Mm-hmm. But Bono grabs the arm of little nine-year-old Mary and he won't let go of her. Oh. And Arnie's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. And he like steps up to get Mary away from him. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Uh, so Arnie steps up to confront Bono. Uh, it looks like shit's going to go sideways. Mary um, gets away and she runs outside to Wanda, who's like waiting at the car. So okay. they are like outside away from the danger at this point. Okay. Um, so then Debbie is like, things are go- heading south. Yeah, so she quickly. stands between her boyfriend and her boss to be like, you, got, you boys got to calm down. Yeah, you need to sober up and you calm down. Yeah. Uh, Arnie looks at her. Apparently his eyes glass over and he starts growling and like advancing on her very slowly. Oh. And she fucking gets out of the way. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Yeah. You go, nope, I'm not equipped for this. Which was the right move because then Arnie pulls out a five inch pocket knife oh, and proceeds to repeatedly stab Bono in the chest. Oh boy. In the heart region, probably. Yep. There yeah. was uh he he died from quote, I assume Donald Trump was doing this autopsy because he died from tremendous wounds. <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> Mexico oh. paid for them. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so he, uh, like, a bunch of, it was basically like four or five big stabs in the chest is what killed him, mm-hmm. including one that started at the heart and went all the way down his stomach. He was Whoa. trying to harvest his nipples and add them to his own <laughs> massive black nipples. No, it was uh, for the tree surgeon. He was doing a transplant. He's doing he was surgery. Oh, yeah. he's doing tree surgery transplants. Um, so get those good bones. Bono died a couple of hours later in the hospital um, and they find Arnie in a field about three miles away, like covered in blood, being like, I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. Uh, so he is, uh, it's it's also, this is the first murder to ever occur in Brookfield, Connecticut in the 192 year history of this town. Oh, oh no. Way to go, this Arnie. First murder ever. Congratulations. Terrible. Uh, so then Arnie claims, quote, the devil made me do it, of which course. becomes the name of this story everywhere. It's called like the devil made me do it murder. Um, so he's like, the devil made me do it. Um, he, the Warrens immediately latch on to all of this, start a media frenzy because they're oh, like, I'm we sure. warned the police. We knew there was a demon. We told you everyone the this was going to happen. the police about the 11-year-old, not the 19-year-old. Let's be And honest. what are the police supposed to do? Yes. Yeah. Right? Be like. It's not minority report. There's no precogs. You yeah. can't just put him in jail. And they're, yeah. they're not suit like. Tell me what in the police toolkit is used to exercise demons. demons. They don't have anything. What? A Billy stun clubs. gun? You no. just shock it out? It doesn't work that way. No. So. Um, what you do is uh, you just hit him with the fucking squad car and move on. <laughs> it was so an accident. Accident Hardy's lawyer uh, enters the plea of not guilty by virtue of possession, which was the first and last time this plea has ever been made in a major U.S. court. Uh, It happens in Europe, but it's like the first time it ever has really happened in America. Mm -hmm. Um, And the lawyer is like, we're definitely going to prove this. We're going to call all these priests who did the exorcisms. We're going to subpoena them and get them to come back and testify. We're bringing in all these specialists from Europe who like, because sometimes in Europe you can get off of on crimes for saying that you were possessed. Like Europe's more likely to let you get away with that. They, they really gave it their all. They, they really, well represented this yeah, defense. They, they took tried. it and they tried. So the judge immediately said, absolutely not. Right. Uh, he said he said that the defense was, quote, uh, irrelative and unscientific, and he would not accept the plea. Sure. <laughs> uh, so then they entered a self-defense plea. Uh, he went to trial. He was convicted of first-degree manslaughter and sentenced to 10 to 20 years. He only served five because he's a white man. Yep. Um, he was then released. He's released from prison. He's out now. He and Debbie both 
tell the story firsthand on an episode of A Haunting from oh. Discovery Channel called uh, Where the Demons Dwell. That's what the episode is. Uh-huh. Uh, I tried to watch it because I was like, they're specifically telling their own fucking story. Yeah. I got nine minutes in. It was dull as shit. It really? was so fucking dull. It took them forever to get anywhere, but the whole thing is them narrating what happened. Okay. And reenactors like doing it. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, and it's 2007 or something this episode's from, but everyone looks so 90s. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, but they're 10 basically just years like, off, man. Should have been the they're 80s. Like, they're like old Debbie in voiceover would be like, so, but, so you know, David and I walked down the hallway, cut to the reenactors walking down a hallway and like young Debbie reenactor being like, David, let's walk down this hallway. Ha! I was like, I can't watch this oh, show. Man. It's so bad. I sure do like walking down hallways here in the Southern Panhandle. Of <laughs> uh, so in the 80s, NBC made a made-for-TV movie called The Demon Murder Case, like pretty much immediately to capitalize on this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lorraine Warren wrote a book about it okay. called um, The Devil in Connecticut. Which she made a bunch of money off of and yeah. then said, I gave some profits to the family. No. The Spinal family tap. sued. They read the released records. She gave them $2,000. Whoa. Oh, and apparently in the book, she's like David's d- father, who is not really in the picture, and older brother, oldest brother, were like very anti-demon from the whole thing. So she kind of makes them the bad guys in her book. So Ugh. they're like suing because of it. It led to a bunch of shit. Ugh. Which I didn't want to get into because I was like, we all know the warrants are kind of garbagey. So, yeah. Um, but if any of this sounds remotely familiar, it is because the major motion picture series, The Conjuring, yes, which of course follows Ed and Lorraine Warren yes, and does. their various conjurings. New movie is The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It, oh. and it is set to release on September 11th, no. 20, <laughs> 2020. It's coming out this year. Is it? Wow. This episode brought to you by The Conjuring. Brought, brought to you by the studio who <laughs> This made episode the con- brought to you by 9-11. Yeah, this episode brought to you by Warner Brothers and 9-11. And 9-11. <laughs> I was like, 9-11-2020, this is going to be a rough day. That's I, rough. You may want to move that release date, Warner Brothers. Yeah. I, hope mm-hmm. I think Warner Brothers does The Conjuring movies. I think that's them. Oh, my God. Wow. Anyway, so that is The Devil Made Me Do It case. Wow. Or the first major, the first and last major like case they tried to put in a possession plea and the judge said no 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 none of that please that's dumb said no yeah that's not laws i love it so let's talk which brings us to our beer yes this is an excellent beer to enjoy if you're being possessed by a demon it really is so it's a lager it's a good baseball beer it's four and a half percent um, it's beer flavored beer. It's really decent beer flavored beer. It's made with. It's a, yeah, and obviously tres, so it's a Mexican lager. Yes. yes. Uh, it is made from corn and yeast from Mexico City. So there yeah, you and go. It says, don't, don't be afraid to squeeze a lime into this one because that's how we'll be drinking it. Well, fuck, I failed. I didn't, well, I didn't squeeze do that. anything into this beer. No, I don't. I don't. It's hard to get fresh fruit in the, in the after. Ugh. Um, no, this yeah, is a this beer, perfectly unoffensive, like, porch pounder baseball summertime beer yeah it's beer flavored beer it does taste a little bit more like a mexican-y take on a beer flavored beer it's just baseball beer it doesn't smell the best no mine Uh, smells a little cigarette-y yeah it's a a little little cigarette-y but not but it tastes great 
Yeah. Yeah, we poured ours. I'm not getting that. I don't know. It's fine. I, I have no problems with it. Yeah. It's, I think it's I, it's sad. Like, it's a, it's a totally acceptable version of this beer. It's just like everything else we've had from, from Three Weavers is so good that I'm just kind of like, meh, it's all right. Well, yeah. but I feel like this is, for what it was trying to be, is a really good version of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 again, I'm not taking anything because away from it. Because it's always hit or miss with lagers and stuff because sometimes it's just like, uh, what there's no flavor and it's just like weird, gross Budweiser. Yeah. But this has definitely more flavor than a Budweiser. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so, hey, hey, this is the part of the show where I get to pick a winner. Hey, guess what I love? I love disabled human shields. Uh, that's pretty great. Uh, yep. You know what else I love? Wow, <laughs> Jesus Bobby. Christ. Uh, you know, I love the Southern Connecticut Panhandle. It's a great place it's, to be. The great people. Uh, wonderful tourism. It's where you're all you're <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I love it when rosaries are burned into women, but if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's demons with huge nipples. <laughs> Vanessa wins. <laughs> Me and my huge nipples win. <laughs> That's right. Oh, well, thank oh, you. Oh my gosh. Very well, much. thank you and your big nipples for listening in this week. We yes. appreciate it. Yes, and come back next week. We're going to feature a new brewery. Yeah, new brewery, and we're back to ghosts next week. Yeah, so. right. It's going to be exciting. So come back next week. There will the- be more booze, and there'll be more brews. And until then, cheers. Oh, how delicate. That was-